Hi, everybody. Will here with uh, this week's interview chair. We have Karen Fitzpatrick from Meadow Lake Border Terriers. Sit back and enjoy a time with Karen, please. Hi, everybody. Will here from Dog Show Tips. And today in the interview chair, we have Karen Fitzpatrick from Middle Lake Border Terriers. How are you, Karen? I'm fine. Thank you, Will. How are you? I'm good. You told me you worked all day and look at you. You look beautiful. Oh, no. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a marathon running the door and thank God you can't see the bottom side. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look like you're ready. So thank you. And the, you said it was cold there right now. And in, in, where, where where exactly are you? It's cold. I'm about 60 miles south of Chicago. Okay. So not terribly cold. Um, we've actually had a reprieve for a couple days. Uh, the cold stuff is coming in. It's supposed to be pouring down rain when I'm kind of packing the car. So uh, I, I think uh, rain is worse than snow. I hate the totally, rain. Totally. I, I hate rain. I hate rain because every dog that goes out comes in with wet, stinky feet. We started off with snow this morning. Pardon me? I don't have a kennel. So our, all our dogs live in the house. I mean, I'm so it's when they go out in the yard and they come in, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a kennel anymore either, so my dogs go out and they come in. I have them in the laundry room right now because their feet were wet. So, yeah, well, mine are all on lockdown because if they make one peep, I will kill them. <laughs> I thought my worst thing is they're going to start barking in the middle. Of <laughs> nah. All right, let's get started. I want to know how you got started in the sport of dogs, Karen, and if you don't mind, how old you were when you started. You know, I guess. You know, I never really, which sport, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think I grew up with, um, actually Irish setters. You'd be surprised about uh, that. Yeah. My father, my <laughs> father worked Irish setters and we were just hunting people. You know, I just grew up, my dad would throw those setters in the back of the truck and we'd go pheasant hunting. So that's kind of how I started in dogs. Um, the very first then I actually started in hunting um, back in, oh God, I think 1981, um, I started working actually the old Jack Russells and I used to do, believe it or not, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I used to rat hunt. Oh, cool. And I used to work ferrets. Oh, wow. And I used to take ferrets, work them to ground and... Then I actually got my first kind of prettier Jack Russell and was introduced to the Jack Russell, the old Jack Russell club where, you know, it was formed to function and that was it. It was kind of a spanner get out yeah. kind of club. And, and I think I was introduced to a judge who lived in the UK, you know, they, they used to love to bring over the UK judges because, um, you know, like anything, I mean, you love showing to somebody that's kind of non-controversial and can walk in there and not know the players. 
So that was a big thing back then. They would always bring over the working judges. And I mean, the, the true terrier men of the UK, these guys would either be a terrier man for a pack. Um, so that's kind of where I got introduced to um, the serious dog show aspect of it and made my first trip to the UK. And then, you know. It Had you just... been to a dog show in America yet or no? Oh, yeah. We, well, not AKC. Okay. Um, I did Jack Russell's for years. Or, you know, I call him Jack Russell's, and I know that's not correct. But for me, coming up the way I did, it was always a Jack Russell. Uh, they didn't become Parsons until 2000. So yeah. that was when I had kind of had to make a choice between, um, I had a few boarders at the time, and, and strictly to hunt. I mean, I was hunt crazy after my I didn't know first, that. that's cool oh my god i was hunt crazy after my first um divorce i took every penny i had and i think i went to the uk 13 times in one year just to go hunting wow so i was um just a huge hunt person back then and so what were you yeah. hunting in the uk what did they hunt in the uk with a fox strictly oh. fox yeah we were just fox hunting. I, I dabbled in lurchers for a while. Um, actually, even dabbled in Patterdales, if you can believe oh, it. I, I like those, yeah. They're great. They're great. They are, yeah. I've judged them in UKC shows. I think they're cool. They're tough. They're, I, I think I judged their first Patterdale National back, oh, my God, so many years ago. So when people, you know, talk about Patterdales or Yacht Terriers, I'm like, oh. That's like old news for me. I mean, I've been in that forever. But, you know, I was always the type of person who, back when I started showing Jack Russell's in the old club, um, I just thought, you know, there's no reason a pretty dog can't work and vice versa. So I started breeding correct dogs with working ability. And, you know, that was that. And, uh so I think I acquired my first border. Oh, actually, um, I was actually a, at a hunt. I was very good friends with the master of the foxhounds with the Coniston hunt in the UK. And actually Barry Todd Hunter uh, with the Blencathra. I did a lot of hunting with them. I did a lot of horseback hunting in Somerset. Uh, crazy times. But I remember seeing my first border. Oh, it was actually, she had let it in. He took off across the couch and I went, oh my God, I just, I fell so in love. And I thought, I've got to have one of these. This is, I've got to have a border. Yeah, and, you know. They have an effect on people. Oh my God, they're, they're addicting. They're like potato chips. <laughs> so that was when, I think that would have been like 1994. And I said to Doreen, if you ever breed her, and you know, I mean, she was strictly to hunt. This was not a show thing or anything. I mean, it was strictly to hunt. And I said, I would love to have a puppy from her. And I think two years later, three years later, she called me. They had bred her. And I went down and I picked up my first border. Um, 
the rest is history. You know, I never, <laughs> I never let you get away with that. <laughs> I, oh my God. You know, I never, um, I remember the first time I wanted to show a border and there was a guy, oh, I can't think of his name. He was, he actually was one of the founding members of the AWTA. And he said, you know, have you ever thought about showing this dog? And I thought, no. Oh, actually, let me back up. So I had friends that were bear hunters in West Virginia. And they had a border out in, you know, and they just had dog houses with straw. And and she says, you know, we just don't hunt him much. He's just too big for the ground. And at the time I was doing real barn hunting where we would actually clear out a barn with maybe 20 or 30 raccoons. I know it sounds crazy. I know that's so cool. And I find those on YouTube. I sit and watch them. (laughs) Oh my God. We were crazed. We were crazed. Um, We would take these terriers and we would hit these haylofts and the, the destruction was crazy what they did. But Anyway, she says, do you want to use him and do you want to take him and try him to barn hunt? And I said, Now, sure. were you using jacks for the raccoons or borders? Both. Both, yeah. We used mostly borders. This would have been my, I mean, I'm sorry, mostly Jack Russells, but this would have been my first border. And I took him and he was a heavy boy. I mean, he probably went, he probably was 20 pounds. Um, but she said he would get loose and just go out in the woods and start training coons. I mean, he was too big to get in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, in this country, we do a lot of groundhog hunting, um, raccoons, groundhogs. Uh, so, you know, it takes a smaller dog. We... It's amazing, though, because we have lots of raccoons in Canada. And they're like a tenacious, they're, they can be beasts. Well, beasts and the way you know raccoons come straight at a face where a groundhog comes under like a badger and you know so there's a there's a lot of different i mean you just just know these things like badgers are the worst yeah Uh, so that was it i brought this dog home and started barn hunting him and he had in remind remember i was still kind of doing these little local Jack Russell shows and I was reading, I I had some absolutely fabulous um, Jack Russells or Parsons as you would call them today. Mm -hmm. And I had decided that um, this poor border, he had like broke all his teeth. (laughs) And this guy says, have you tried to show this dog? And I went, no. (laughs) He said, you need to try and show him an AKC. And I thought, yeah, right. Uh, And I stripped him out, made him look like a parson, took him to the ring and didn't have a clue what I was doing. He had a, he got a major the first time, didn't even know how to put him on the table, got a group four and I stormed off. And I remember him saying, aren't you going to take a picture? And I went, I got fourth place. Why would I take a picture? (laughs) I absolutely had no clue. That's funny. And, and that was it. I mean, I so got that was ball. your, what year was that? Oh my God. Probably 96, 97, maybe, right. because I think I imported um, Penny, who was out of Lucy in 97. And 
I remember trying to show Barkley a few times and, you know, who really helped me was Mary Paisley. You know, she saw this poor girl trying to make her way around the ring, dropped the leash, put the dog on the table back backwards. And I was just mortified. I mean, I just thought this, I can't do this. I can't do this. So Mary was like, do you need any help? I'm like, yes. <laughs> help. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, so was she, she your first, met, uh, I guess, like a mentor in AKC shows then? She was my first mentor in how to show dogs for yeah. sure. You know, I had just no clue. Um, I let her take a couple of them for a few times um, just because I was still actually showing Parsons or Jack Russell's back then. And it was just overwhelming. I mean, it was just, I was married at the time and, um, you know, just trying to balance it all. And she took Penny, who was my first import, and finished her for me. And then uh, she actually, we took, oh, this is a funny story. So we took, she wanted to take Barkley. Barkley was the coon hunting dog. She thought he was good enough to take to the garden. I thought, okay, Westminster, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> planned all that out and off we went we stayed at the pen and i can remember um it was i was just so overwhelmed and just watching her was just i thought oh, this is crazy this why would i ever do this i don't think i ever messed to westminster since then <laughs> so you know you just you get so hooked i mean it was uh it was crazy. I think I've had a lot of mentors along the way. I mean, I don't think, I think my competitive nature is, I never really had anybody to teach me anything. Mm -hmm. I'm a very visual person and just stupid competitive. Really? <laughs> don't even go there, Well. <laughs> But I was a stalker, you know, I would, I would watch everything I could, I would see grooming and run back home and try to repeat it. I can remember Susie Kip. I had imported my second dog, um, which just happened to be a litter mate, another one out of the hunt pack. And um, Barry Rose, who was wonderful. I mean, he, he was just great and he he's still, he still has borders doesn't he Very he does yeah. he does he does i haven't talked to him in a little while his wife was ill um and he just kind of got quiet there for a while but no he still has borders i don't think he has very many yeah, i remember when kenny was showing for him so yes me too and that was i would stare at kenny and spice girl i would stare for hours I would look at the grooming. I would just, you know, I, I would, it was nonstop. You know, the funny thing is, you know, with the owner handler today, I, you know, you hear all the, the owner handlers want to be owner handlers because it's not so hard. Well, you know what? They don't know what they're missing. That's right. Because that's what makes you better. It's what no makes question. you better. 
and you could stay in your own area and be comfortable but if you want to play hard you gotta get tough and like I said I, I would watch Susie Kip and I used to go home and literally practice whipping that leash over my head, you know, and stacking it. And I would do it so I wouldn't get hung up on my ear and hung up. I mean, I would do it for hours. And, you know, those, some of the handlers were not nice. They were not nice. And I mean, I would go home crying, but it just made me better. Just, it just made me better. Um, yeah. It's crazy. It's just... Well, they know they make you. You want you want to rise to rise to that level and compete with them. So that's it. That's you, it. Beat and, them. you know, you you can make your choice. You can stay at your own level, or you can go out there and you can compete with it. You can groom as good. You can show as good. It just takes that dedication, and you know. that's true. It's crazy. You because you did show Parsons as well in AKC. Oh, yeah, Parsons were my love, of course. Yeah. Um, you you were you were very competitive in those as well. <laughs> I love Parsons. I don't necessarily want to live with them. I um, in two thousand when the breeds separated, um, my true love, of course, was hunting, and the people that I was so thankful and instrumental in teaching me so much about hunting because hunting really was my first love. It, it was, it was ridiculous. I was, people ask why I don't do it today. It was only because I don't have time and, and times have changed. Mm -hmm. But the, in 2000, when they separated and they became AKC, um, I had 18 at the time. 18 Jack Russells and the people and, and most of them were imports and I couldn't do that to them. They were so diehard anti kennel club that I knew I had to make a choice mm -hmm. and I chose my friendship and I kept that friendship and I placed a bunch of them, kept the ones I loved and moved on with the borders. And that was how I kind of went the direction I did. And Julie Felton had called me. She had she went AKC and she had called me with a friend that had a, a parson that she sold them. And they were not, they had a hound handler, which was, it wasn't going too well. And she said, do you want to take this on? And I'm like, listen, I'm green. You know, I'm just kind of new in this. But when I'm on the end of the lead of a parson, it's home. Yeah. <laughs> it's just home for me. Even more than a border. I'm just home. So. I remember yeah. you showing parsons. Mm, I've shown quite a few. I mean, we've mm -hmm. won so many great Didn't things. We share, did you show Smudgy? No. Well, yeah, I did. I yeah. did. Occasionally. Okay. I showed her up here. So. Yep. Yep. I did occasionally um, for Crawford's. Yeah, they were great. Um, we, you know, I had quite a few. I had quite a few really good Parsons, I think. Um, 
the breed's going in a different direction. I think we've got some issues that, you know, more than anything, I wish they would open the books. And, you know, the old Jack Russell Club is, it's going to die. You know, it's, it's unfortunately gone in the wrong direction, but there are so many outstanding dogs still there. And I think if there was a way that we could get that club or those dogs, there's so many great people, my backers for one, mm -hmm. um, to bring in that good working, outstanding tempered, great minds, great hair, bring those dogs into the AKC, we could maybe turn it a different way. Although I know everybody right now is probably going, you know, we don't need any help, but help is needed. Yeah. And again, that's my heartbreak, you know, that's where I started. So I, I wish something could be done, but I love the breed, love the breed. And, and I'm not done. I can't, I can't let out any of my secrets, but I'm not done. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. <laughs> well, let's carry on with the borders then. So borders, borders yeah. are, borders are. I just think they're awesome. You've had um, so much success with them, and now you you look at them, you can see your family of dogs every time you look in the ring. Now doesn't have to have your name on it. You can still recognize your family, and it's thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's what I, I work to do. And when I, uh, I remember showing one in the very beginning when I was pretty new and I showed to Annie, Annie Rogers Clark. And I, I was new, didn't really know much about AKC. And um, I went to her afterward. And it was a local show. It wasn't too far away from home. I can't remember where it was. And I just remember going up and saying, may I ask, what didn't you like about my dog? Pretty much, why didn't I win? Um, and I thought I had her groomed to perfection. I, had every, I thought I had everything well. And she says, well, she's a little long for me. And I didn't even know what a breed standard was. I'm just listening to what everybody's telling me. And I said to her, well, they're supposed to be longer. And she said, miss, have you read your breed standard? <laughs> and I, thought, I thought I would die because how am I supposed to tell this judge? No, <laughs> which I didn't. And she didn't know anything about it. Went home, pulled it up, read it. I never looked back. I never looked back. And I stood my ground, changed my way of breeding. And, you know, that was an eye opener. And that was a oh, long time ago. Long time ago, 98 maybe, I don't know. And I just changed everything. When did you win your first best in show? Oh God, that was probably with Bell. <laughs> uh, Oh God, I don't, know. I don't even know what year it was. Can't even. The time just goes. 
so crazy. She, um, Tom and I owned her together. You know, I met Tom because he, Tom Bradley, yeah. he had called me for a puppy. And I didn't know who he was from Adam. I had no idea. I remember calling somebody and I said, this guy wants a puppy from me. He's from New York. His name is Tom Bradley. <gasps> Do you know who he is? Well, I know I don't. <laughs> I have no idea who he is. <laughs> he had to fill out the questionnaire like everybody else, you know. And, you know, he became just such a unbelievable friend, mentor. Um, he gave me the wisest, I mean, everything I learned, I learned because I would call him and, and he, I could cry on his shoulder, but I remember getting Bell. And I remember calling him and I said, do you want to be partners? And he said, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know, the rest is history, of course. But um, he was just so instrumental and his professional guidance mm -hmm. was crazy because I was, like I said, I came from hunting. You know, I, I, I could breed good dogs. I have a great eye. Um, my mother had a great eye. Balance is key for me. Everything revolves around balance in my eye. I mean, I, my room, you know, anything I do is balance. So dogs for me are just kind of, that's it. It's easy. <laughs> I don't know. Just, no, it's just, true. When you have it, you have it, right? You can't explain it. You really can't. It just, it's oh, just, you can't yeah. learn it. It's not something that's taught. It's just. Oh. No, you either have it or you don't. And we see it week after week in the, in the ring. Yeah. It's, uh, so that was so. It was Belle the first big winner then? Belle was the first, my first best in show. Um, not my first group winner, but my first best in show. And Wally Summerfelt gave it to me. I can remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was my first best in show. Uh, Maya came after that. And was Tom on Maya as well? No, 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 he wasn't. I can remember calling him and saying, this lady, I talked to this lady, this Kiki Cortellis. I don't know who she is. And he, and I said, but, um, oh, he says, you need to get her for a back girl. How do I do that? He says, I'm going to fly into Louisville and we're going to have dinner. You would do that for me? And he said, yep. And he flew in. And, uh, you know, we all went to dinner and I didn't have any clue what a backer was. I mean, like I said, I just was kind of one of those that just went by the seat of my pants learning. And Well, you're a quick study. <laughs> it took me a long time. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of champions. I think we have over 160 champions, but it was, I did a lot on my own. You know, I, I bucked a lot of people. And I'm proud. I'm proud that you mentioned that, you know, I've heard that a lot of times that people can look in the ring and say, oh, that's a metal lake. You know, so that kind of makes me, you know, that's what you strive for. What is every brief? Sure. Yeah. So it's, it was um, pretty great. I can remember back um, just little things, you know, judging and dog shows have changed so much. You know, when I first came around, IKC was the big show. And, you know, I got to see 
I came in at the tail end of the great handlers, you know, the George Wards. And I mean, I was just at the very tail. I didn't even know who they were. Uh, wish I did. Yeah. But um, I can remember I was showing Killian. Peter Green. Peter Green always sticks out in my my mind because, again, I was a nobody. And I was showing Killian at Louisville. And we had walked in the ring and Woody was in the ring. And he brought the two of them together and he looked at the two of them and he just looked at, he looked at Woody and he goes, she's going to win because her dog has more hair than yours. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I will never forget it. I tell you, some, of, some stuff is just priceless. You know, you just, and at that same show, um, and I, again, I was, just, I was just a border terrier breeder and Robert Hutton came up to me and handed me a card and he said, we're having a dinner tonight. It's private. We would love for you to attend. I went crazy. Went crazy. I'm like, me, me, what? And, um, I went, I went and I'll never forget it. There was maybe 20 people there. And I can remember um, Polly and Doc Smith being there just because, you know, they were, in my eyes, you know, the king and queen. And I can remember um, Bob getting up and introducing everybody and him saying, uh, this is Karen Fitzpatrick. She breeds the best border terriers in the world. <laughs> just like, what? what? You know? <laughs> I mean, you just, you just, you're just dumbfounded. I mean, I think I could have probably flew out of there. So, you know, it's crazy the things that happen to you along the way, the right place, the right time, because that's, and the people that really help you along the way. Um, you know, life is all about doors. For sure. When you walk through the right one. How many best in show winners have you bred now? Well, I don't know. Roughly. I don't know. Probably a, a lot. A lot. Uh, <laughs> one year we actually had four different borders. Um, going best in show around the country, which I thought was amazing. That is great. Back when borders didn't do, you know, they didn't have best in shows. Yeah. Now they're winning quite a bit. I think borders are really on the map. So. Well, you you put them there. You helped a lot. So. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to think so. I hope so. Anyway, I hope well, so. You did. But it's been it's been a crazy ride. I'm not <laughs> done. No, you're not done. <laughs> they already told me. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not done with these borders. I tell you, I just, uh, it's too much fun. So when you, 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 you groom your dogs impeccably, you taught yourself to do that? Yep, absolutely. Wow. And, you know, again, <clears throat> I was um, so lucky, you know, just sometimes I would, I remember going to Santa Barbara and oh God, that was another highlight. Um, 
when I went to Santa Barbara, I took Maya and Cinder and went best in sweepstakes. You know, who, who would have thunk? I actually wrecked the car in Malibu. On the way, I ran over the curb, took out the whole side, the tires, everything. Oh, How did you do that? Two dogs hanging out the back window. I don't know. <laughs> Looking at the water, actually. I didn't realize there was a media in there. Um, yeah, so, but I remember that was like a huge highlight. That was, that was crazy, crazy highlight. Uh now you got me off the beaten path. What was I talking about? Well, we were talking about best in show winners, but. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it was the best in sweeps, but. Um, Maya was, you know, just. Everything just worked. Everything just came together. I mean, she broke the record and. I think she had 113 group ones and 14 wow. best in shows. So. It's hard to get a best of show on a border. It's hard. Very hard. Very hard. You know, you already know your first, you know, you know you're in trouble when you get on the table and you've got your best in show judge who's cranking that tail over the top of their back. You're going, oh, I'm not winning. Yeah. <laughs> not winning. Or they're, or they're checking pelt by pinching their shoulder or something. You know, <laughs> just kind of going, no, no, no. You know, you almost got to get a terrier judge and then you got to get one that likes borders. So it's, uh, it, it can be, it can be crazy. Um, it's just, it's been a great ride. I, I, I'll always be a breeder though. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give for a new, someone that wanted to get into borders? Mentor, mentor, mentor. Um, uh, and don't pick 10. You know, I think the biggest problem that we have is, um, is so many people want to be a one hit, one hit wonder. You know, they'll get their, especially in my case, because I have so many dogs that are better than most people's pets. And they get spoiled early and then they think they know everything, but you know, if people would just listen, but a lot of people will get, they'll listen to more than one person. And right. you know, you know how hard that is. I mean, you, what you like and what someone else likes, I mean, I just think people need to pick if they pick one type and that's what they need to stick with. Don't go out of the box. Don't go ask someone else for their opinion because it gets confusing. And then, right. so I, I think of that when I was a handler, because I would, I'd have an owner and a breeder and then I'd say one thing and the breeder would say one thing. And sometimes we'd a big mess. Sometimes not. Sometimes it worked out great. But other times sure. they just listened sure. to too many people. Sure. And um, I just run into that a lot. I'm still of the old school. I don't care if I hate your guts. If you have a dog I want to breed to, yeah. I, I'm the first one that'll call you. And, you know, I never would have gotten Maya. And this is um, a crazy story. I mean, the, the things that you have to buck to go along 
the, you know, just that whole road to get to where you want to be. Sometimes it's just, it might be knowledge, but it's got to be lucky too. And I had a bitch at the time that I really wanted to breed. And actually it was the Kips that were showing a dog. And the minute I looked at the dog, I loved him. I just loved him. He was in the classes. And I remember grabbing the catalog and I went, oh, I know this pedigree. And it was out of a bitch that never finished. She was a neurotic whack job. And I mean, just nuts. And, but by a, um, a decent dog. So I had called, I don't know if you know Laura Lee Stern. Do you know Laura Lee? No. Well, anyway, she's in Wisconsin. I had called Laura Lee and I said, she had bought the dog. And I said, Laura Lee, I love this dog. She goes, I think he's beautiful. I said, I think he's absolutely fabulous. And I will tell you what he's going to go back to on my pedigree on this bitch. Please let me use him. Will you let me use him? She said, yeah, I would. Of course I would. The breeder of the dog called her and said, she is not allowed to use any of my dogs. We are, I, I can't stand her. She's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I refuse. And you will not allow her to breed to this dog. And she said, you know what? I bought this dog. He's my dog. And I'm going to let her breed to it. And there you go. Good for her. That's how Maya became. So, you know, you got so many people to thank along the way that help make you um, what you are today. And I, it's not just, it's the people that buy your puppies. It's the people who help you read. It's the people who help you raise them. You know, there's, there's, you know, I mean, the, the hardest part is first you decide who you're going to breed to. And then you got to get them here all in one piece. And then you got to hope they got temperaments. You hope you got to have teeth. You got to hope you raise them right. You know, it's, it's, breeding is, I think, I, I have so much respect for great breeders. I, I, I mean, I know what it's like. And oh, We need them all. Who do you have in your lap there? Oh, this is Beth. Bethy. You're Beth. <laughs> This is Beth. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Beth was, um, she do, I think. I took her to the puppy thing last year at um, AKC National, and Ernesto gave her a group too. She won the puppy thing. She's, oh, cool. But now she just sits here just being my pet. Now I knew she would sit in there and bark if I didn't have her in here. <laughs> no. Are you going for your judging license? Is that what I? I have Borders and Parsons already. Mm hmm. Um, I am going to finish the seminars. I have enough breeds right now to put in for at least half. But, you know, I, you know, I've been in that terrier group for the past, I don't know, 20 years. I think I'm pretty well versed in terriers, but I have to make that decision to back off the showing thing. That's hard. Well, it depends on which level, right? How far you want to go with the showing. and that, um, I'm going to finish up the rest of my seminars next week. 
of the breeds that I need. And uh, I guess I'll start putting in for the rest. And yeah, it's it's funny when you speak when you like when I even when Kenny retired or when Pete retired and I spoke to them, they loved judging, but they really missed the competition of showing the dogs. And I think, you know, when I did my provisional stuff and and I got regular status on these guys, it's hard. And I and I tell you what's hard is. Um, most people think I'm really bold and outspoken. I'm really not. And I'm easily intimidated. And I wouldn't I, have guessed that. I am. I know. I know. Most people don't, but I am. Uh, and I would show, and then I would land at a show that I was supposed to be judging my breeds, and I would judge my two breeds. And then I would sit there with the rest of the judges, and if nobody spoke to me, I would be mortified. And they, I don't want to say people treat you differently. They just don't know you. Right. And a lot of them, I don't want to sit and be friendly one week, and then you're my judge in two weeks. It's so awkward. It is awkward. It's very awkward for me. So I got kind of timid about the whole judging thing. And I'm trying to get out of my shell because I really want to make the jump. I, I want terriers. I don't care about everything else. I want my terriers. <laughs> That's it. I just, I want to be a great terrier person. And I think I will be, but I just. I think people think you already are. So. Oh. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. But I just, I want to be, you know, I don't want to special anything anymore. And then I got to find somebody to special them because I'm not going to stop. I don't want to stop yeah. breeding. Yeah. Uh, won't you, you miss that? Like, like I, 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 I've made a deal. Don't you miss it? What's that? Don't you miss being out there? I well, I still show locally. I still go to my local shows here, and I still have my beagle, and I have an Irish setter, and I hang out with my friends. Oh. And really? I think, it, and I think it changes your perspective too on on your competition because you you look at them differently now. Because back in the day, you'd be like, "Oh my God, you lost to that dog," but now you stand back and you think, "Well, two minutes—that's a pretty nice dog," you know. So yeah changes changes your perspective on things changes a lot i was um at a show in hmm, oh marion illinois this year actually and for three days um i won the group every day went best in show and the last day they were frantic everything I don't even know what happened. And they were desperate for just an owner handler judge. Mm -hmm. And the rules state, I can actually show in the Terrier group and judge the owner handler group. And as long as I'm not an owner handler. And I walked up and I said, I'll do it. I don't care. You know, if you want me to do the owner handler group, I'm fine with that. And then I walked away and I took five minutes to remember everybody that was in the group with me the day before. And I thought, I can't do this. I can't have competed against you, talk to you, 
we all had this whole thing together. And then the next day, I'm going to judge you. I can't do it. I just can't do it. So I walked back up there and I said, I can't do it. I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And he looked at me, the, the superintendent, and I went, I just, I just can't do it. It feels too weird. Yeah. It feels too weird to be in the ring with everybody and then the next day judge them all. Well, I, I spoke to, to Ginny Lyon about that. And Ginny, because she always showed her dogs too. She always showed her dogs locally. Ah. And uh, she just made a promise to herself that she would try not to judge in her area and just show in her area and judge everywhere else. Yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense because yeah. then you don't run into that awkward situation where you, you, you know, you don't want to lose any friends. Right. But, but then you have to look at it. Is, uh, were they your friend? If they're, if they're, I know, you, know, I know. you didn't give them a ribbon. I know. I know. I, know. I it, Tough one. it's just the stuff that I've judged. Um, to have to make those decisions and then they look at you like uh so i know how a lot of judges feel oh yeah it's it's you know i think our we've got issues today i think we lack consistency in judging um i'm not gonna say who taught me or who is a mentor as a judge to me but i value someone who is consistent as i'm sure you do too i value if somebody loves your dog in illinois they're going to love your dog in colorado and i've run into situations where i think one thing that always sticks in my mind when i get to the point where i really want to judge groups and I think it will be, is this the best wire I've seen? Is this the best Cairn Terrier I've seen? I want to judge dogs against their breed, not against who's the fancy one who's doing all the winning. Right. I, I, really want, I really think dogs should be judged. And to do that, you kind of got to know the breeds, you know? Yeah, but it's interesting because you're you're gonna walk into a ring and there's that wire fox terrier just isn't there. So all you can do you can't okay. make them, you, you can't make them with the knot. All you can do is sort them out. So sort them out. But again, you will still sort out who you think is a better representation of what you've right. seen. Yeah, you, you have to use your experience, um, and that's why I'm not so quick to delve into other groups. Um, until I'm actually confident. I mean, I love that Florida has these seminars. Um, you know, I look at it like going to school. And, it is. It really you know, is. Yeah. It's your education. And you learn a lot. I don't care how much you think you know. You oh. always learn. Even when I put on seminars, like I, I still do handling seminars, I learn something every time I do it. So. Yeah. That's the way it so. is. Yeah, you just got to have an open mind. Like I said, I'm a visual person. I don't miss too much. Um, I think you, with your, your natural eye for balance and symmetry, I think you'll be fine, whatever group you decide to go into after yeah. Terriers. So it's, 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 it's one of those things we talked earlier. You can't, you can't be taught that. It's, it's there oh. or it's not. So oh, it is. And you can tell when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know I'm doing Carrie Fest, I think in May, and I'm thinking, oh God, please let me be able to sort through all these Carrie Blues. <laughs> You'll be That's fine. always a challenge, you know, that when you get a bunch, you know, it's easy to walk into a ring and pick out the best one, <laughs> you know. In in a small group of dogs, I mean, you can just go, yeah, that's the best one. Well, who's going to be the best of the rest? But I think when you get, you know, the true test of a judge is, which I love, you know, I love going to Montgomery and just sitting ringside and watching a judge, especially, you know, someone you admire, um, sort through the great ones and uh, and watching the top grooming and the top handling and, um, you know, you'd love to just kind of crawl into their head for a minute and see why they did what they did. But it's so exciting to see uh, a lot of terriers come into one place. And I mean, that to me is just, I could watch that all day. Yeah. All day. It's exciting. I, I, I can too. I love going and watching and sitting down and watching them sort through and you'll, you'll you'll end up seeing a consistent judge sorting through and then the families start to you start seeing the families in the in the breed ring and you oh, know it. it's great. great charlotte patterson back in oh i don't know it would probably been somewhere in the 2000s um i'd never met charlotte patterson in my life and i went to devon and i took I don't know. I took quite a few. I think I took three or four. And Tom actually took his, and who was young at the time. And then uh, a couple of class things. Anyway, by the end of the whole thing, I had went winner's dog, winner's bitch, best winner's breed, and best of opposite. And afterward, I, I asked her, I said, do you think we could take a picture with all of them? She goes, Please tell them I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear her saying that. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And, and we were just laughing. But I mean, that's consistency. Yeah. That's what makes you, you know, stand up and take notice of a judge. I mean, and she didn't. She didn't know me. And I wasn't handling them. You know, they were just my breeding. One guy came with his dog puppy, you know, I handed stuff off and you know, she just picked them out. It's yeah. exciting. It is. Exciting. I want to be that. I want to be like that. <laughs> you will be. You will be. For sure you will be. Wow. Oh, oh, thanks, Karen. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank I'm you so we, much for having me. I'm glad we got this worked out because it was fun. I know. It was a good time. Good time. I loved it. Loved every minute. I was looking forward to it. I was nervous. Ah. <laughs> All right. I do. I do have the gift of gab. If once you get me going, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to thank you. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great Christmas. If I don't talk to you, have a have a great, healthy, happy new year. You as well. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Karen. I love border terriers. <laughs> that was so much fun. If you want to get a hold of us and get a hold of us at Will Alexander's dogshowtips.com and don't forget about the podcast the dog show drive with myself and wayne cavanaugh again take care everybody see you next time